This edition of NBA Rewind on NBA Sound System, bringing us the opportunity to listen in to some of the enshrinement speeches from the class of 2019 at the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. We start with Vlade Divac at Symphony Hall in Springfield, Massachusetts. Wow. To me, the game of basketball has always been about love. So it's a good thing I had my agent and good friend, Mark, Mark Fletcher, by my side to make sure I made some money along the way. I believe the love gives you the freedom and power to share your best self and to inspire others. Love liberates you and gives you the power to make the impossible possible. Just like in life, when you play basketball, you have to give in order to receive. On the court, you are not making just uh, moves along by giving the ball, but you're also giving your physical and mental strength, your passion, your talent, your trust in your teammates. This way the power can multiply and the whole team wins. Basketball is the opposite of selfishness. Basketball is solely about giving and sharing and caring for one another. As in life, to be the best in basketball, you gotta put any limits on your, ex- uh, on your existence. You have to put aside me and become V, because as we all know, there is no room for an I in a, in a team. Your competition is always a mirror to your strength and weaknesses. As in life, your willingness to accept that yesterday and tomorrow don't exist, give you more chance to expand your game in the now, and that's all that counts. Without strong competition, without losing, we cannot become champions. The game of basketball does not exclude. It, 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 it includes people all of the backgrounds, races and nationalities. Thanks to the vision of Jerry West. Thanks, Jerry. I was one of the first international basketball players to be drafted and join the NBA. Is that willingness to take a risk on opening the doors to something new that allowed Jerry West to be able to make my dream come true and in the process turn the NBA from the American dream into the greatest basketball brand in the world. I want to give my deepest gratitude to all people that made this thing possible and to allow me to stand here in front of you. My coaches from Yugoslavia, uh, Nikola Opacic, Kime Bogovic, Dule Vosic, Kresha Čosic, Kari Pešic, Duda Ivković. All my teammates that I played in, uh, in Europe, some of them are here. Dino Rađa, Dobraš, Nikola Lončar. Even though politics, war and hate tried to break us apart, they didn't succeed. They didn't know that our love for each other was that much stronger than all the hate they were trying to impose on us. The people of Balkans are like a dysfunctional family. We may fight and argue, but in the end, we are family. Thank you to my old coaches from NBA. It starts from Pat Riley, Bill Berka, Mike Dunleavy, Del Harris, Dave Cowens, Paul Silas, Rick Adelman, and Pete Carrillo. Thank you to all my NBA teammates, and some of them are here. Chris, Peja, I love you. Thank you to my parents and brother for giving me opportunity to freely choose my path. Thank you to my kids, Luca, Mattia, 
Petra for being the greatest people and my greatest pride and accomplishment in life, even though I was missing almost all your childhood. That's what they said. Thank you to my wife, who never let me be a celebrity, kept my ego grounded, and for being with me regardless of whether I was winning or losing. Thanks to all my fans throughout the world for your love, energy, and support, especially to my Lakers and Kings fans. To all the people that love me in my home country, Serbia, hvala. Basketball is like life, and life is like basketball. It's, it's just a game. So let's play the best we can while we are still here with love, compassion, selflessness, fair play, and supporting each other to be bigger and better human beings. Thank you. Now we hear from Jack Sigma, part of the class of 2019. What an amazing thrill it is to be up here tonight. Thank you, Naismith. Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, Jerry Colangelo and John DeLiva, and the committee members who found me worthy of induction. Thank you to Fran and the wonderful staff for making this weekend so special. Congratulations to my Hall of Fame classmates. It's a privilege to share this night with you. And thank you to my presenters, Lenny Wilkins, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wayne Embry. Lenny was unable to attend tonight but he had such a huge impact on my career and life. When I was a rookie, he gave me a chance to sink or swim. There were times when he couldn't get me off the court fast enough, but he showed patience and confidence in me. Lenny, I know you're watching, and thanks for always believing in me. Kareem, you topped the list of Hall of Fame centers I played against, and there were many. Playing that position was a real battle. The high level of competition on a nightly basis forced me to be a better player on both ends of the court. Now to stand alongside you in so many centers in the Hall of Fame is a real thrill for me. Thank you, Kareem. <laughs> Wayne, I've enjoyed working with you these last few years in Toronto, which culminated in an NBA championship for the Raptors this June. Go Canada! I can't express how much I appreciate your support for my Hall of Fame consideration. You have been influential in so many ways to the game of basketball and the NBA. Wayne, thank you for your friendship. About my parents, Clarence and Grace Sigma, who are no longer with us. They provided such a happy, loving, supportive home life for me and my siblings. They instilled a work ethic that has served me well. Mom and Dad were my biggest fans, and I feel their presence here tonight. <laughs> to my siblings, Sister Jean back in Seattle, Suzanne, Julie, and Mary, who are here, along with my brother Bob, who put up with a demanding older brother, but always held his own. I appreciate your support throughout this journey, and love you and your families very much. To my relatives and friends, those who traveled here, there are a few of you. <laughs> and those who may be watching have reached out with their congratulations. Thanks for your support along the way. My earliest memories of basketball were that of playing hoops against my cousins 
in Wichert, Illinois. Within a few years, I started playing for my high school teams. I was lucky enough to grow 10 inches my last two years at St. Ann High School. <laughs> my senior year, I played alongside my cousins, Bill and Byron, forming an all-sigma front line. Last summer, we had a reunion of that team, and it was a special weekend for all of us. I got to catch up with my high school coaches, Al Hubert, who is watching tonight, and John Gagnon, who is here. Thank you both for teaching me the right way to play and making the game fun. My college coach, Dennis Bridges at Illinois Wesleyan, was totally, total, totally committed to my development as a late-blooming 6'11", 195-pound specimen. <laughs> it was clear I needed a post-game. After some experimenting, we decided on an inside pivot because of my body type and shooting skill. Create space, immediate threat to shoot, high release point, use a counter to keep the defense off it. Honest. Sounds easy, but it wasn't. Took time and repetition. I still hear coach from the sidelines yelling, do your move, do your move. Thank you, coach, for your commitment to my development, the success of the Sigma move, and more importantly, your lifelong friendship. I was fortunate to be drafted in 1977 by the Seattle Supersonics, but my NBA career got off to a rocky start. After signing my contract, I went to Summer League in LA. My first game was against Houston. Moses Malone, who just finished his fourth pro season, of course, decided to play a few Summer League games. <laughs> I was thrown straight into the fire, and there was a no fallout rule. I couldn't run and hide. Moses, in his always tenacious, take-no-prisoners approach, had 30-something on me while I committed 10 fouls. <laughs> w welcome to the NBA. Our owner was there and asked Lenny, is that our first-round draft pick? <laughs> Rookie season started and we weren't very good. I was trying to carve out some kind of a consistent role. After a 5-17 start, Lenny took over as coach. The first thing he said was that he believed we could win with this group. And remember, we were 5-17. and 17. I was like, really? <laughs> but that Sonic team had a good mix. A group of young, talented players cutting their teeth in the league with a number of smart, experienced veterans leading us and helping us all grow as players. I was fortunate to have Paul Silas as a great mentor. From day one, Paul taught me how to play big in the NBA. Thank you, Paul. The pieces fell in place and we developed into a good team. Lenny was right. Though that season ended in a tough Game 7 loss to the Bullets in the 78 Finals, it was a huge springboard for my career. My biggest highlight came the following season when the Sonics won the NBA championship. That 79 team gathered recently in Seattle and we celebrated the 40th anniversary of that title. Thank you to all the die-hard Sonic fans who proudly sport the green and gold. What a thrill it was to play in front of you. There's a hole in Seattle that needs to be filled. Speaking for all Sonic fans, it's our greatest hope that the NBA will soon find a pathway to bring a Sonics franchise back to Seattle. It's time. I was fortunate to finish my career in Milwaukee. My wife, Sean, and I were starting our family at the time, and we remember fondly how welcoming Senator Cole, the organization, the terrific fans, and our neighbors were. Playing Nelly Ball, 
was challenging, but by the end of the first season, I felt I, had, I was up to speed. Nellie then left for Golden State, and Del Harris took over. At the end of practices, after Del was finally done talking, we would have three-point shooting games, and I more than held my own. Del had a new idea about for spacing the court. Those last few seasons were spent hanging out at the three-point line and making a couple hundred threes. Can you imagine today's NBA putting your five men out there shooting threes? <laughs> Del, you were ahead of your time. Shout out to all my teammates throughout my playing days. I enjoyed lacing up with you, competing alongside you, sharing the locker rooms and bus rides with you. Those were good days. I'm a lucky guy. There's no greater evidence than my family. To my sons, Jacob, Lucas, and Nathan, I'm so thankful you came into our lives. From, our, from your memories of childhood, high school, college, to your place in the world today, I couldn't be more proud of you and thrilled that you are here to share this with me this weekend. I love you. I want to thank my wife, Sean. We just celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary, and it's been a joy to share my life with you. You're You are a great mom. Through your love and persistence, you shaped our sons into engaging, well-mannered, and happy young men. And your gentle nudging and, frankly, your direct orders has helped this stubborn Dutchman to stay on a good course. Thank you, Sean. In fairness to Sean, I, I have to let you know that she had nothing to do with my choice of hairstyles over the time. <laughs> Just have to let you know that. Sean, we've had so much fun together. I love you and look forward to sharing our many days ahead. My Naismith Hall of Fame induction journey has given me a great appreciation for all that I have. So many people have enriched my life. Thank you for tonight, and thanks for this wonderful honor. Thank you. This now the speech from Sidney Moncrief in Springfield, Massachusetts. How are we doing? All right, all right. I feel good being up here. I was sick this morning and I called my friend Junior. I said, Junior, you might need to do my speech. And he just stopped and didn't say anything forever. So I thought I better get better and get well. I have a question for Jerry West. Maybe you guys can answer this question. If he's so great, how did he pick Magic Johnson over me in 1979? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I'm really honored to be here. Don Nelson, Bob Lanier, love you guys. I remember being a rookie, maybe my first or second year, I'm in the locker room and it's halftime and I remember Bob saying, hey Nellie, give me a beer and cigarette. I said, this, this is the NBA? <laughs> you don't know about the beer. You don't know about the beer, I, I, I embellished a little bit, but, but anyway, uh, it's, it's been a great run and I would like to, but Jack, where's Jack Tickman? That little behind-the-head shot, I was open twice. <laughs> Everybody was watching this forum. I was saying, I'm open, Jack. Give me the basketball. But I was blessed to play with two of the best, more intelligent centers in the history of the game of basketball, Jack Sigma and Bob Lanier. Really appreciate you guys. <laughs> and, 
And of course, Nellie was a genius and so was Dale Harris, but I remember playing against Michael Jordan one time and Nellie had a game plan. He said, okay, Sidney, we want you to push Michael to his left hand and Mike Dunleavy, we want you to come over, double Michael and make him pass. 50 points later, <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I want to thank the James Nate Smith Hall of Fame for this honor. Congratulations to all the 2019 members. Your contribution is being recognized tonight. I take great pride in being inducted into this hall, but as I was trying to think of what do you talk about, it's not really about me. It's not about a speech. It's about the game of basketball. The game of basketball that has changed everyone's life in this room. It's a wonderful game, and I'm just very blessed and fortunate to know that the game taught me how to prepare for opportunities, how to execute strategies, how to compete unconditionally, and how to adjust when you experience setbacks. I want to recognize my two college teammates, Ron Brewer and Marvin Deff. They were part of the triplets. Give them a hand. They, they, they really, they really helped me become a better basketball player. I recall playing against Marvin in high school, just playing pickup games. I was like, dang, he's really good. He's really better than I am. And then I played against Ron in high school. He made the last second shot against Hall High School. And that's when I realized, Sydney, you're not quite good enough. You need to get better. So thank you guys for making me a better player throughout my entire career. I love you guys. And with Eddie Sutton, Gene Katie, Pet Foster, we did some tremendous things at Arkansas. Thank you all very much. I'm thinking about all my teammates, Junior Bridgman, along with his wife, Doris, Harvey Ketchens, who has had a successful heart transplant. Let's keep him in our prayers last week. We love you, Harvey. Bob Lanier, Brian Winters. Brian was the first player that taught me that I didn't know how to play defense in the NBA. I didn't know what a pin down was in college. We didn't have pin downs in college. And so when I played against Brian, every day he would just torch me. Pin downs, fake, come off the picks. And I just didn't know what to do. He just make the shot. Through those years, he taught me the discipline of how to play defense along with Coach Don Nelson, who when I came from Arkansas playing for Coach Sutton, I was a very good defender, but I was not an NBA defender. I'll never forget Don Nelson telling me in a practice session, you can't play defense like this in the NBA. You got to get up and get up into that player, be more physical. And I fouled out every game after that coach, but thanks for that great advice again. <laughs> You're two for two. But I was really lucky to play with great coaches, Don Nelson, of course, Dale Harris, the late John Killalay, Rick Majerus, Mike Schuler, Gary St. Jean, Matt Cavan, and some other great coaches. And Jeff Snedeker. Jeff was a trainer with the Milwaukee Bucks when I played for 10 years. I would go to Jeff and I said, Jeff, my arm is hurting. He said, well, when does this hurt? I said, well, my arm hurts when I do this. And Jeff said, well, don't do that. <laughs> Best advice I ever received. I would like to thank my family, my wife, Takesha, uh, my mom, who's no longer with us, but she is right here. She's not looking down upon me. She's right here beside me. She taught me so many great principles. She taught me that basketball was not as important as being a great person. The first time I told her I was playing basketball, she said, no, you are not playing that stupid game of basketball. 
Back then, you couldn't talk back to your parents, so I said, yes, no, no, <laughs> And I played anyway, and she became a tremendous fan, so I want to thank her. I want to thank my former wife, Deborah, who was with me the entire time and helped me raise my family. <laughs> They're trying to get the teleprompter. I'm all over the map. <laughs> Don't worry about the teleprompter. We're good. I want to thank... <laughs> I want to thank her for helping me raise my four sons, Brett, Jason, John, and Jeffrey. She's been a tremendous person through my entire life. And most of all, I want to thank the fans of the great state of Arkansas and Wisconsin and Milwaukee. Now, Jerry, I know you picked Magic. I know you went to LA and had all that fun. I was in Milwaukee, but I love the city of Milwaukee. The Bucks organization, John Steinmiller is here. Wayne Embry is here. We appreciate you guys. Herb Cole, the late Jim Fitzgerald was a great friend of ours, was so instrumental in helping the Milwaukee Bucks be the great franchise that we see today. It's all about the game. And I'm just blessed to be a part of the great game of basketball. Love and peace to you all, and thank you. And now what Bobby Jones had to say in his enshrinement speech. Thank you. Thank you to the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame for this great honor. My presenters, David Thompson and Billy Cunningham, were unable to be here tonight. Please pray for David's health issues, and please keep Billy and those impacted by Hurricane Dorian in your thoughts. Thank you to Julius and Charles for your coming off the bench to be my presenters tonight. <laughs> it's not a bad gig, is it? <laughs> um, you guys were both great teammates and encouragers. The Hall's recognition of those who contributed on the defensive end of the court is a great encouragement to myself and many others. As I stand here before you, I'm reminded of how the Lord has blessed my life with so many positive influences throughout my basketball career. My parents, J.R. and Hazel Jones, both played college basketball. J.R. at Indiana State and Oklahoma University and mom at National Business College. My dad would travel during the week, but during my early teenage years, he would give me basketball drills to complete each afternoon after school. He knew I was a candidate for the Couch Potato Hall of Fame, so he pushed me to become familiar with basketball. I'm so thankful that he did. As I would leave the house for a high school game, my mom would tell me, you better get a slow rebound tonight or you're gonna get a swift kick when you get home. That was great motivation. I remember coming home one night and told my mom I had a big scoring game. Her response was, Bobby, that's really good, but I once scored 48 in a high school game. I guess not being the leading scorer in the, um, in the family helped me understand that there are other ways to impact the game. Playing for Coach Dean Smith at North Carolina was another blessing. He, along with Bill Guthridge and John Lott, set my course as a player for the next level of professional basketball. The year I spent on the freshman team with Coach Guthridge taught me how to play help defense. Coach Lott worked on my weak jump shot and was a solid Christian influence in my life. Coach Smith set the tone for how I would play this game for the next 12 years. I believe if I had not played under him, I wouldn't be standing here tonight. Playing with teammates Bill Chambers, Steve Previs, Mitch Kupchak, George Carl, and Bob McAdoo was a growing experience for me. During my time at Carolina, I must thank Coach Bobby Knight for helping me make the U.S. Olympic team. He and Coach Ivis stressed defense, and that enabled me to play in the Munich Olympics. I think one of the most special moments in my life was calling my dad from Colorado Springs to tell him that I had made the team. There was silence on the phone for about five seconds before he choked out the words, we're proud, proud, proud. My next stop was the ABA and the Denver Nuggets. Coach Larry Brown pushed me to become the best player I could be. I'm thankful for that. Playing with teammates who were also encouragers was special. Players like Claude Terry, 
David Thompson, Matt Calvin, Ralph Simpson, Byron Beck, and Paul Silas made me a better player. Being traded to the Philadelphia 76ers was a surprise, but I'm grateful to Pat Williams, who as the Sixers general manager took a chance on a player who was going through some medical problems. As in Denver, I encountered so many great teammates, guys who won together and lost together. Players like Clint Richardson, Maurice Cheeks, Doug Collins, Julius Irving, Moses Malone, Daryl Dawkins, Clement Johnson, Earl Curitan, the great Andrew Toney, and Charles Barkley. I think my fondest memories as a Sixer was the many bus rides after games in D.C., New York, and New Jersey, and talking with Clint, Doug, Daryl, and Jeff Millman, our equipment manager and friend to all. The NBA refs who called my games called 2,500 fouls on me during my career. <laughs> Their integrity and willingness to communicate to players about why a certain call was made is greatly appreciated. Men like Earl Strom, Jack O'Donnell, Tommy Nunez, Jack Madden, and Daryl Garrettson. Men who called them like they song, sometimes in my favor, sometimes not. In closing, I must recognize my friends Larry and Joanne Rutan and Joanne's mom, Rita DeMeo, for their support and encouragement during my time in Philadelphia. I would also like to thank the Philadelphia 76ers organization for the many kindnesses extended to my family and me over the years. Also, thanks to my children and grandchildren for coming and supporting me tonight. And finally, to my wife, Tess, my greatest supporter and friend these past 45 years. She is the one who introduced me to Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Tess's constant encouragement and companionship has been my greatest blessing. Thank you again for this honor. God bless you. Finally, we hear from Paul Westfall. Wow. <laughs> I'm so proud, obviously, to, to be selected to the Naismith Hall of Fame, but to be going into this group of people. Are you kidding me? This is this unbelievable night, and I've learned so much. And a couple things come to my mind right away is, Either Teresa or Dick Barnett, would you guys mind giving my speech for me? <laughs> it was just unbelievable night. And uh, to be included with this group, I don't even quite know where to begin. I have agreed with every single thing that's been said tonight, except, Bobby, come on, really? You thank the referees? <laughs> Nobody believed that. Anyway, Jerry Colangelo, as we know, couldn't come tonight, and he was supposed to, uh, he agreed to present me, and without him, there's just no possible way to project what my life in pro professional basketball would have been, and I I'm forever in Jerry's debt. Thank you, Jerry. And uh, Elgin Baylor, wow. Um, along with Willie Mays, you're my first sports hero, uh, such athletic ability and dignity, uh, you made me want to be a professional athlete, or an athlete, period. It just thank you, Elgin. The people have no idea how great this guy was. And Charles Barkley, uh, <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> this award's for my playing career, and uh, you played absolutely no role whatsoever in that. <laughs> my life in basketball, I was so blessed by, having, by being associated with you, and, and I, I really do wish you would have come along a little earlier because 
I think I would have dunked on you and then talked trash. <laughs> and if I had, you might have listened to me a little bit closer and not jacked up so many bad threes when you played for me. Uh, seriously, the, the, this Naismith Hall of Fame, it's, it's for the iconic figures, you know, Wilt, Elgin, Russell, Jordan, Charles Barkley, people like them who often seem bigger than life. And now it's for me too. Um, I know I'm not larger than life. Uh, one person congratulating me for being selected said, hey, now you're immortal. Uh, no. <laughs> Immortality doesn't come from basketball. And I realize that this award is, award is only partially about me. It's largely about the many people along the way. I, I think of people like my, my dad, Armin Westfall, put up the greatest 10-foot hoop over our garage in the backyard. It's about my older brother, Bill. Seven years older, and he let me play with him and the older guys. And uh, that's how you get better, by the way, kids. Play against somebody better than you are. Uh, and my dad never pushed me, he, but he was always there to play and remind me to keep my elbow straight, uh, pointed toward the basket. And uh, he and Bill taught me how to play, but even more, they taught me how to compete. And, and this award, award is also about a guy like Nick Kamitas. He was my elementary school coach, and he really didn't know very much about basketball at all. But he did teach us to respect our opponents and that real people of character always keep their word. Now, I think about my high school coach, Ken Brown, who was fiercely competitive. At the same time, he was supportive of creativity, fearlessness, risk-taking that's got to be exercised for a person or a team to reach their full potential. And I think about all the great coaches who taught me lessons along the way. And I'm going to name a long list, and most of them are Hall of Famers who you've heard of them that I've interacted with, but some of them you probably never heard of. But they made a real difference. Uh, Rex Hughes, Jim Hefner, George Stanich, Bob Boyd, John Wooden, Red Auerbach, Tommy Heinsohn, Sat Sanders, Don Nelson, Donnie Nelson, Avery Johnson, John McLeod. Pat Riley, Lenny Wilkins, Red Holtzman, Yubi Brown, Cotton Fitzsimmons, Lionel Hollins, Keith Province, Terry Carney, Bill Sharman, Pete Carrill. It's not a bad list. And um, many of them sadly can't be here with us anymore. And this award to me is about um, the greatest, I, I, I guess you'd have to call him an agent, but I prefer to call him a friend and mentor, uh, Howard Slusher. His loyalty and spirit and just brilliant mind and, and, and friendship have been just way too easy to take for granted over the years. And especially if I ever told him that, he'd probably raise his fee retroactively. But uh, Howard, thank you. You've uh, been a fantastic friend. It's also this award, is, to me, is about the innumerable number of teammates and adversaries. They're equally impactful. Because what's competition if you don't have both? Uh, John Havlicek recently passed, and, and he was the best mentor that a rookie in the NBA could ever have had. And
I never told him that. My, son, my coach from the Suns years, John McLeod, he passed away about a week from when John Havlicek passed away. And I wish I'd been able to be more sure that he know, knew how much respect I had for him as well. Um, there's too many other people to, to thank. Um, I have to single out Alvin Adams, though. I mean, without him, there's, there's no way I'm here tonight. He, he was the perfect player for me to play with and uh, with the Suns. And Dana Padgett from USC, just uh, the most amazing teammate ever. Um, the great Bill Russell once commented that even though he won many, many championships, another season always came with a new challenge. There'd always be another championship to try for, and therefore, there's no ultimate victory in sports. My parents taught me that when they taught me about the true nature of life. Uh, following Jesus, I, I chose to give my life to Jesus. It would allow me to ride the ups and downs of life, the understanding that whatever happens on earth is only a prelude to eternity. In fact, my mother thought I was, when she, she often thought this, that I was acting too big for my britches, and uh, she'd go to one of my games and root for the other team. And <laughs> that really happened a lot. <laughs> I, I eventually got the message that uh, real life and, and our eternal destiny, it, it's much more important than basketball. And uh, neither of my parents are with us anymore, and. Um, like I said, so many other people I've mentioned, they're, they're not. So I, I just have some advice, and please take it. And actually, it's not my advice, it's my friend Bill Gaither, who's, who said, if there's someone you need to call, make the call. And finally, um, this award is about my family. Those are here, like my, my daughter Tori, and grandkids Kai and Miley. My brother Bill and his wife Lynn, and those who can't be present for a variety of reasons, like Tori's husband, Brandon, he's a virtual son, as well as our beloved son Michael, his wife Leanne, grandchildren Liam and Evelyn. And most important is my sweetie Cindy, my all-time woman. This basketball life is a blessing in so many ways, but it can be really difficult sometimes on the spouses. Uh, the nature of the game, it, it invites a lot of criticism and negative comments, and I never paid any attention, I mean, if, if I heard it at all. But she heard and felt every one of them. And she moved with me 22 times, and <laughs> Lionel Hollins, I don't think I mentioned your name, but I mentioned your name, I should have the best friend ever. She moved with me 22 times. Her, pre her, her preference would have put down, put down roots once, but uh, thank you, sweetie. Uh, it's every bit of, as much for you, this award, as it is for me, and, and I know that you will join me in thankfully acknowledging all the people who blessed us so much along the way. And um, finally, thank you to the Hall of Fame selectors. It's a great honor. And uh, God bless you all. Thank you.
Thank you for listening in to NBA Sound System with this NBA Rewind from Springfield, Massachusetts, the home of the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame.